0: Welcome back to Division One Rejects. New, <laughs> new face here uh, on the pod. Will, how we doing? I'm doing good, <laughs> This is your chance. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's good to have you on, buddy. Thank I think you. you're going to enjoy it. But Zach Keen here, per usual. Kobe, your host. Today, two great guests. We've got two great guests today on the podcast. First, we have Coach Garland coming back. He was back on the show in November. Uh, defensive line coach at Ellsworth Community College in Iowa. And then we have Matt Straszkowski, who will be joining us from Concordia and Arbor, NAIA school downstate in Michigan. He's the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach. He also played there, so really excited about that. They had a big week one win against Siena Heights, so they're like off and running into their season. Coach Garland and uh, Ellsworth, they play in less than a month. Like All these schools are getting after here in the spring, so I'm super excited about that. But in terms of the NFL conversation today, J.J. Watt is an Arizona Cardinal. Talk about his move from Houston to Arizona, break down his contract, the impact of that across the league. Free agency, all that great stuff. But then moving on, also, Russell Wilson is demanding some changes in Seattle. He literally gave his team like a list of teams that he would be open to considering, which is like a passive aggressive, petty type of. I don't really understand where that's coming Requesting
1: from. Requesting a trade, but nicely.
0: Yeah, but he's like, has not officially requested a trade. We'll get into it later, but it's just a unique situation, dude. I've, yeah, I, don't know. I want to compare it to Deshaun Watson because the, the source of their their anger is, and frustration is the same thing. They want more involvement in like the the decision making.
1: I don't know, just but Deshaun's being ignored. Des- yeah, Deshaun's being ignored, and his I feel like his franchise is. Just completely different areas oh, than totally. Seattle. They're striving. I feel like them. I feel like Deshaun has a complete I I totally agree with it. Russell it kind of caught me by surprise. Agreed. And I think that's been the general uh consensus from that. But college
0: football side of things, we have one big story. That's at the FCS level. North Dakota State loses at home against Southern Illinois to break their 39 game winning streak that's in week two of the fcs spring season they did get one game in in the fall where they still had trey lance so they dropped to one and two on the year Um, but that's the main topics for today make sure to tell your friends to check us out follow us on twitter at d1 underscore rejects and on instagram at division one rejects see when the new episodes drop which is every wednesday and then catch highlights from our conversations with the guests i'll be posting highlights on there but fellas let's get right into that first conversation with coach garland our first guest on today's episode is the defensive line coach at Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls, Iowa, leader of the Gorilla Unit. It's Coach Garland. What's going on, Coach? How are you?
2: Hey, man. How are you doing, man? How are you guys doing, man? Great Fantastic. To be back here, man. Great
0: really good. Back. Super excited to have you back on. We talked back in uh, November, but it feels like that was almost forever ago now with all the things that have changed as far as football goes.
2: Oh, man. Time's flying, man. It does seem like it was a while ago.
0: It seriously does. Now, what's the update with you guys? I know I was talking to you, and you said uh, you're getting ready to practice Monday. But was that the first time you guys were able to get out on the field?
2: Yeah, man. So you know, we're day two, man. We're about 26 days off from our first game, man. Yep. So uh, we're we're getting things rolling, man. And you know, it's great to you know be back, get the helmets back on, and you know, we go shells tomorrow. So uh, first two days have been been great, man. Guys are excited, man. Guys have been bringing bringing the juices. It's just a good feeling, man, to be back and you know got something to look forward to. You know, not just you know practice but actual you know soon up in twenty six days, man. So it's a lot, a lot of excitement around here.
0: That's good to hear. And I know you said you were uh, you were texting me. You just got out of a staff meeting. I mean, those are long days for the first couple practices, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, you know, we just got uh, got out of practice a little bit ago. Then you know, just a staff meeting, and you know, just to talk about how the day went and you know, what we got going on for the next couple of days, man. So
0: you know, sure. it was great. That's good to hear. I know Zach and I were talking and we were like, we're just so used to getting schedules and like practice times and things like the night before now, like that's so normal for us because we really have no idea and the coaches don't either. Us, like they tell us everything uh, that they know, obviously, as far as uh, what we're going to do, but you can only plan so far ahead. And we talked to our other coach we're going to have on tonight about adapting and like how it's just forced the staff and the guys to kind of look at this so much differently. But, um, you know, for us, like we had to take a step back last week just because of some certain things uh, going on as far as testing goes. So we'll see where that goes. But what was your schedule uh, before getting out to practice as far as lifting and conditioning with the guys? You've been able to do much of that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we actually just, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, we had pods obviously for the first couple weeks. Yep. And you know, we're just following the CDC guidelines and. Good to hear. Uh, you no, know, we, we so we just combined actually everybody. So you know we're out there. And, oh, sweet. Uh, first we had we had the pods going on. So you know we had three pods. You know guys starting out at uh, five fifteen lift, and then we had the next group come in at six, and then the last group was uh, like six forty five. Good stuff. So you know we had that rolling in the morning, man. And you know it was kind of long days. We had study table and all that. Guys had classes, so.
0: Good to hear. You yeah.
2: know, uh, we kind of switched it. Obviously, we combine now, so uh, we just you know meetings in the morning, and then you know like lift later in the day and yeah, mm-hmm. practice, man. So
0: yeah, but back you know, in a routine, forward, right? Man. Like how awesome just to be yeah, back, in, back routine, in routine, time. especially for those guys. I feel like the, a lot of the guys need that.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. I mean, you know, you need that that structure, and you know, it's something for them to look forward to too, man. So, yeah. You know, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. You know, the days are, are long, but, you know, our guys embrace it, and, you know, they, they love it.
0: I would say this year, if any, like, there's there's not going to be a whole lot of needing to get your guys excited to go play football, man. They haven't strapped the pads on in so long.
2: Oh, exactly, man, exactly. I want to say uh, last time we were strapped up with the pads was in October. Holy cow. So, and we've had, we've had a lot of snow. We've had a, a, really? a bunch of snow here. So, yeah, Shoot. so. You know, I, our field is, like, half right now, so, you know, we got, like, half the field, but, you know, our guys don't care if it's a little cold up here yeah. in Iowa, but, you know, it's literally just like you said, these dudes are hungry, man, nobody's been complaining, you know, they're just glad to be back out there, be back out there on the field, man.
0: Totally, I was, I was going through Twitter, and I think, I want to say I saw, like, you see Texas is, like, 100% open now or something, Did you see yeah. that, Zach? I, I saw that. Yeah, uh, I just, just really just seen it. Isn't that, that is wild. To think that, like, in the same country that we can have all of these, you know, like, not to say that I'm for or against anything, but just to think, like, they're so, like many differences just from state to state. I
1: pray to God this goes well, and then the other states start following. Isn't
0: that kind of interesting? Like, it could just be like a, you know, like a, oh, it's kind of a test dummy. Like, we'll see how this goes. I if hope, it, if it crashes and burns, then we'll see. But if it works, it works. Like, Hopefully it I, does not. But. That is just so, so odd to me. So I wonder, as far as that goes, if that really is the case, then the football programs in Texas, that's got to be such an advantage for them. But they have to still test, obviously, because they're going to be playing against um, all yep. the same rules apply. So I don't know. How much that would actually affect the football programs there?
2: I don't know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. We can only pr- uh, pray and hope and see what happens, man. Yeah.
0: Totally. And I, I just like crazy. the NCAA rules, obviously, aren't going to change or anything like that. So it's going to be really interesting. But, anyways, I know you said your first game um, just over three weeks away, March 28th. How many games yep. are you guys planning on getting in this spring? I didn't know. Uh, I didn't look off of, at the uh, schedule off the top of my head.
2: Yep. So we're we're playing an uh, eight game schedule. Okay. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it's a nice game. You know, if we uh, qualify for a bowl game, but uh, we're playing the eight game schedule. Uh, we're going to go all the way into, uh, I think May twenty eighth, and then okay, it's going to be a quick turnaround. We're back at it in the fall, man. man. Back at it in the fall,
0: so that is going to be turnaround. nuts. Now, what is the what is the uh, the bowl game? That's the first I've heard of that. What is the bowl game uh, situation or, or criteria about?
2: Uh. So you know, I uh. You know, with us, it's, uh, you know, obviously, it's a little different because we're playing Iowa Central twice and Iowa Western twice, so okay, uh, usually, usually, you know, if it was just, you know, say no COVID, just regular, like, we would have to be one of the teams to qualify for a bowl win. Got it. Uh, so, I, I honestly don't know how, how it's going to go, but <laughs> I'm going say
0: just beat These them both twice. and then you ain't got to worry about it, right?
2: That's it, exactly. Hey, there you go, right there. There you go, right
0: there. <laughs> now, like I said, game's only, like, over three weeks away, and I'm sure, like, um, that feels like no time at all because you guys are just getting started now. So what, if anything, have you guys changed as far as getting back into practice, knowing these these guys are going to go play in less than a month? Is the pacing or the install any quicker, or is it just kind of the, the same mindset one day at a time going forward?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's the same... Uh, same mindset, man. Just you know, you know, one 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 day at a time, and you know we don't want to throw too much in right away, but you know we're just going to continue to move at a pace everybody's comfortable with. Uh, yeah. You know our motto is our motto is one play one time, man. So you know we take that. You know, only not only on the field but off the field also, man. So, I love it. You know we're going to continue to build it and and uh, take it slow, and you know we'll be definitely be ready by March twenty eighth.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, I love to hear that. I know. Um, I did want to transition talk over a little bit about the testing situation for you guys. I know we're gonna move to probably at least three times a week here if we can start practicing again. That's what it sounds and like. I
1: think six times closer to the scrimmage. Right? Yeah,
0: once we get closer to some actual somewhat of competitions, that's gonna be almost every day of the week. And I am absolutely dreading that. I got picked for our uh, our surveillance testing last week, and I was catching crap I did it from this morning. Did you? Yeah. How was that?
1: Uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, no, you just. Sit I can't up there relate. You, I mean. It's, 15 it, it seconds yeah. each nostril and she, I'm sitting there yeah. and I, John, our trainer, John's in my face
0: and he's sitting there, twist, twist,
1: twist. That first one, I was in my left nostril and she's like, ah, oh, you need to go longer. And I was like, oh, okay, all right.
0: oh, and I'm catching crap coach from all the guys. I got tears rolling down the face. I'm sitting there and I walk out of there ashamed and I got blood on the Q tip when it comes out. I'm like, how do these guys get used to this? I, I don't, I don't get it, man. But I, what's the, what's the testing situation for you guys like right now?
2: Uh, we're we're going uh, every every Monday. We're going okay. every Monday, uh, and we're still doing. You know, we're still temping the guys twice a day. So, gotcha. You know, it's still still working. You know, like you said, every every Monday we're getting tested. We got tested the other day. Yeah, you know, a little tickle in the nose, man. I had a little a little water in my eyes. Off, not one. I'm so
0: bad. Man. All right, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm coming out, and I was like one of the first guys to go, and we got this long ass line of all the guys, and. I'm like the first dude, they're like, oh my gosh, like what will they do to you in there? Like Coming what's going soon? on? <laughs> yeah. Like what's going on in there, Kobe? But um one thing I did definitely want to talk to you about is that I know everyone from the division three to FBS is getting that extra year of eligibility due to the pandemic. I'm assuming yep. it's the same situation for you guys.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, a, uh, it's definitely a, it's a free year for all our guys. At yeah.
0: So how big uh, which, of an uh, advantage? Uh, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Oh no no! I would say it's definitely an advantage, man. It's, it's kind of rough with you know, in the sense for the guys that's uh, graduating, looking for uh, totally. You know, that be looking for a home that's getting recruited just because you know the the, the transfer portal is a complete circus right now. And, yep. You know, guys jumping, so you know it. it it's kind of tough, but you know it's also a good thing for guys that you know it's a free year for them, so.
0: Yeah, and I think immediately the thoughts of people go to the high school kids. Kids coming out of high school who are trying to get recruited and they're like, Oh, like I feel so bad for these guys. You never think about the guys coming out of the JUCO's that are in a super similar situation. They've got the good, um, that good tape, you know, to show it to schools and things like that at high levels, but then, you know, these schools don't have scholarships to hand out like they usually do. So they're put oh, yeah, in such I've a heard, terrible spot.
2: Oh, one hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. I've heard like some schools, like they don't have like, they haven't even offered, like, nobody, you know. Really? They're just
0: taking everybody back on the roster?
2: Yeah. just because they're bringing everybody back. So, it's, it's definitely crazy, man. It's definitely crazy.
3: Yeah, so, like, uh, one mean, side like of it. Some guys are
2: going to find a home just because, you know, with everybody jumping ship, you're going to have, you know, a hole.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, that's yeah.
2: going to need to be filled. But, you know, it's just going to be limited, very limited.
0: Of course. Yeah, I know we've had a few guys that have uh, some new faces into the program here in the last uh, month or so, but that'll be really interesting. But um, like you are saying, I think like that's a huge advantage, at least for the guys that are there right now. Not only do you get that year of development physically, mentally, whatever, to get ready for these games, these eight games in the spring, which by the way, eight games, that, like that's a full almost season. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are getting that much game experience in. But the thing that I thought too is that obviously a lot of those guys are there because they were... You know, maybe I know I have personally like Ari. He struggled in high school to keep those grades up at certain times. Like this is a great time for guys like him to go get that stuff taken care of. I know I've talked to him multiple times. It sounds like he's been um, he's been really on top of that stuff. So at least from from what he's told me. So I know for a lot of guys like that, this has been a great opportunity to get on top of that stuff and really put themselves in a great situation to move on after those two years.
2: Oh, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent, and it's uh, it kind of was a blessing in the sky for you know. Uh, most of our guys just for the simple fact that you know instead of being you know getting ready for to play, we won if it was the fall twenty days, you know now we got that you know six months to actually get ready. You know, Ari, you put on you put on some pounds, man. He's looking, finally, man. You know a lot. Leaner. Yeah, he's looking a lot leaner and and bigger than he did in the fall, man. You know, we got a great strength strength uh, program. Our strength coach uh, Ben has been doing a heck of a job with our guys man and you know he's gonna be he's gonna be he's, i'm looking to see what he can do this spring man he's gonna good have stuff big, big spring,
0: man. hopefully he finally so. caught me because i was i was tearing him up because I, I still weighed more than him and i'm just this little like tree stump built thing but I, he's gotta he's <laughs> gotta pass me man i was like there's no way no business you should be uh should be weighing more than me but i've been that my coaches have had me cutting here in the last couple of weeks so he's definitely <laughs> passing me up by now i don't know if i'd want to be blocking him right now man
2: Oh uh, man, he's gonna be coming off
0: that edge. Man. He is, man. He was, edge, he man. was, he was tough when he was giving it all in practice. But uh, Zach, go ahead.
1: So, uh, coach, you and we're kind of in a similar situation. Where we're both coming off tough years. Uh, just kind of like, what's been the attitude been like in uh, trying to turn that around?
2: Uh, you know, I just think our guys. You know, they're more. I think you know part of it is our, our guys are more confident, man. They're more confident. Good. Uh, yeah. You know, we got we had a great fall. You know. Know we didn't play anybody. We had, uh, you know, we had what over thirty practices. We had over four hundred live reps. Dang! So you know them guys got you know they got used to the system, got confidence, and uh, I mean, I just think everybody you know on the same page and just hungry, man. And it is good because you know a lot of people are already overlooking us and you know not expecting you know much from us. But you know we know we got here and and we're excited to rock and roll, man. We're, We're definitely looking forward to the spring.
0: Good stuff. And all that matters is in that room, right? All the guys, all the staff. That's all that matters. Those outside opinions don't mean uh, anything. Oh, one hundred percent. I love to hear 100%, that. One hundred percent. And you talk about those live reps. Like, you are not kidding. Those guys don't mess around. I remember I was watching some tape and you got guys coming off the outside and absolutely just decleating quarterbacks back there. Like there oh, are yeah. no like yeah. you're not holding anything back. You're really trying to get as close to a live rep as you can when you're in, in the fall there.
2: Oh yeah, one hundred percent, man. That's uh, you know, one thing, you know, our, our quarterbacks are live and you know, it, it, it was good for everybody. Just so you know, we got to feel this defensive guys, you know, getting that rush on the quarterback, and you know that also helps you know the quarterback with quarterback pocket presence, stuff yeah. like that. So, for
0: you
2: know, sure, for everybody sure. you know benefited from it. So it was a good dealing for.
0: It's definitely different. He's not going to come through there and give you a little uh, two hand touch. Like he's he's going to oh, bring no, your no. ass down. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we're,
2: we're coming smoking off that edge, man.
0: Seriously, like I remember, I just watching some film and I, I remember seeing that. I was like, wait a minute, like is this game film from? Am I missing something? But no, like that's just <laughs> that's camp. You guys are getting after it. I freaking love it. Like I think that's great. You're breeding some some good competition there. Uh, I did want to ask you 100%. since those yep. guys are only there for two years, do you see a lot more? Uh, fluctuations in the records of your schools and schools around you, just because they don't have the time to hold kids on their roster for four or five years.
2: Uh, a little bit. I mean, I also think you know it's, uh, you know, a lot plays into it, man. I mean, you yeah.
0: really,
2: really got to hit hit on the you know the guys you're recruiting, and you know it's just you know you got to get them guys to buy in and get them developed, you know, as, as quicker as you would at a at a four year school.
0: Yeah, totally. So, you know, that's that's.
2: that's the main thing right
0: there yeah so obviously like the staffs are all going to stay there and that's going to be a huge part of um how consistent those programs are day in and day out and what type of culture and foundation you have established and a lot of that really is just the recruiting side of things too so like that's i would assume even more of an emphasis at your level is just recruiting and getting that top talent in there because you know it's going to have an immediate impact
2: yeah 100 percent, man 100 percent. that's why you know like I just said, yeah, you got to hit on them guys, man. Totally. And, you know, uh, got to get them developed quick and get them brought in quick, man, because, like you said, it's, it's them two, we all know them two years go by real quick.
0: Totally, totally. I mean, we're about to wrap up our first year of college here, and it feels like we just got up here a few months ago. Like, it's absolutely nuts. You yeah. don't even feel like we've had a first year of Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I did want to talk to you, though, my D-line guy. I want to talk about another guy who's making an immediate impact, J.J. Watt. To the Cardinals, what was your initial reaction yeah.
2: to that? Uh, a little surprised he went to, you know, Arizona. Very, but I think man, with, with, with him, man, I mean, you know, I think like wherever wherever he goes, he's just gonna make his presence, man. Oh,
0: you know, totally. He
2: still got a lot left in the tank, man, and I think, uh, you know, obviously he's a he's you know, one of the top D linemen in, in the NFL, man. So he's definitely gonna make his. Make his uh, name felt. He's going to make his presence felt, man, over there in yeah. the NFC.
0: So his I'm wall is going to be feeling that Arizona presence there. too. Twenty three million dollars yeah. guaranteed, man. <laughs> that is <laughs> unreal. I mean, for a guy that, like you said, he's got a lot in the tank, and Arizona obviously believes that because for where he's at in his career, that those are unreal numbers. Yeah,
2: I mean, they're they're, they're getting a guy. I mean, they, they're they know are. What they're investing man. In. Yeah, so, as long as he stays healthy, man, he's going to be going to be, you know, pretty, pretty damn
0: good. Yeah. And talk about a leader and a guy to build around for a team like that in the, in the NFC West there, that division is like one of the, one of the, if not the toughest in football, that's going to be just absolutely awesome um, to see him playing for the Cardinals there. But um, that's all I really got for you, coach. Really appreciate you coming on.
2: Hey man, I appreciate it, man. Like I said earlier, man, uh, love what you guys are doing, man. Keep up the great work and, uh, you know, the luck with football and everything this this uh, this spring, man.
0: Appreciate and that, I, Coach. You know, I,
2: love to be, I love to be back on another time, man, whenever you guys want me back on. I you know it, be.
0: man. You know it. I'll be following you guys. We'll have to catch up after you guys get some wins here.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You guys take care, man.
0: Love to hear it. All right. right. See you, Coach.
1: Coach. All right. Have a good
0: one. Great talk with Coach Garland. I know, Zach, you weren't there for that first conversation back in November, but uh, he's
1: the man. For sure, for sure.
0: We're getting him back on the season after, or back on the show, excuse me, after his season. I'm super excited about that. But we started talking with him. JJ Watt is an Arizona Cardinal. It's so weird to say. Watt and the Cardinals agreed to a two-year, thirty-one million dollar deal. Excuse me, with twenty-three million dollars guaranteed, and supposedly it's full of these interesting in- incentives based on his play. So depending on what his stats turn out to be, how many snaps he plays, he could be even getting more money than that. Yeah, unreal. For a guy that is this late in his career, who's had some pretty substantial injuries, right? The shoulder was one that has come up a couple of times, and elbow, I believe.
1: Yeah, his elbow with
0: the yeah. knee brace on his arm. Exactly, like a straight up knee brace that you see like college linemen and stuff wear that goes on his arm. The fact that it fits, some it's it's alpha move. That's terrifying. Can you imagine blocking a dude that's wearing a knee brace on his arm. I probably wouldn't want to. But- no, that's like no, that's like that's a business decision. You move out of the way at that point. Um, but out of all the divisions you could go into if you're JJ Watt to try and get a ring right we thought about oh he might be going to green bay there's like an obvious need for him there thankfully he didn't that would have sucked um, he could have gone to tampa if he really wanted to that would to. not have sucked he really we could have gone to tampa if he really wanted to ring chase pittsburgh where both of his brothers were the browns were an option to team up with miles garrett and, and be in that dominant division but he goes to the nfc west that might be the last one that anyone would have considered considering how competitive That division... I mean, he's obviously not ring-chasing, right? I don't think so. No, I mean, making that move... He he's he's
1: ring-chasing, but not, like... He's not setting himself up. He wants to grind from the bottom. Yeah,
0: and I think that's been his mindset ever since he got into the league almost. He obviously thinks he can win in Arizona, right? Because he wants to be a part of a winning culture. That's why he's gone out of Houston. Yeah. But... Like, Arizona, they finished last in their division last year, right? I think he knows that they have the pieces. I think oh, they definitely do. Yeah. Like that, I don't think that's in question. And he gets to reunite with uh, DeAndre Hopkins.
1: That was a huge Let's thing. Finish what I think we that was started. a huge thing. That was the
0: tweet. Let's finish what we started. That's what uh, Hopkins said. Um, but assuming Russ stays in Seattle, they're obviously going to be a contender. you got Stafford joining the best league in the defense in the Rams. And the 49ers, people forget, were in the Super Bowl just a year ago. And they were plagued by injuries this year. That yeah. division is so loaded, like beyond loaded. The only other one that I can think that would be even close to that would be the AFC South or AFC North, excuse me. Um, Steelers, Browns, Ravens—all three teams make the playoffs. But then you have the Bengals in the bottom, and it's not—it kind of like ruins there. But now you have Joe Joey Burrow, B. a Joey, B. Joey is coming B. back healthy. All of a sudden, that division is going to be dangerous, like top to bottom. I feel like I think because so. with Joe Burrow, that team has a chance to beat anybody. Pretty much, almost anybody. I mean, they're not going to beat anybody. But I mean, outside of that, the AFC North and the NFC South as are two top divisions. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't really don't understand it. Arizona's chances of winning that division went from plus seven hundred to plus five twenty five just from signing Watt.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of the same thing that happened at Tampa, though. Yeah. Oh well, yeah,
0: but like the interesting thing about that is like obviously your chances are going to go up when you get a quarterback.
1: But yeah, but that I mean the second end. guy in line though, Pat is a uh, um. Pass chaser. That's literally what I was about to... that's, pass that's chaser? What I, that's what I was about to come out of my mouth. Pass rusher? Pass rusher was about to come out. Yeah. You think so? That's the second? No, that's definitely... Well, I mean, that's... Um, when you look at the pay in the NFL... That's true. If you can get after the pass, I think that is the most second valuable position in the game. Yeah? Then, I, I, I mean, I think corner's pretty good, too. But I think the way that you think about the position...
0: Second most valuable
1: defensive end there. I as, think as far as sec- pay goes, yeah. I
0: think you might... You might be out of something.
1: No, I no, definitely... it, no. That's a fact. Is it? It is the second most highly paid position. Wow. I think, honestly, I think middle linebacker should be. Oh, will be over here. Yeah, will. We got a will. middle linebacker yeah. on the
0: pod. <clears throat> Speak. Speak. What do you make? What do you make it here? What you say? What are they paying you under the table here?
4: Yeah, what's... Uh, I'm not getting much, man.
0: Okay. Yeah,
4: <laughs> put, quit winking at me over there. Loki, yeah.
1: we should quit winking. We should cut that out. <laughs>
4: Just in
0: case, <laughs> no, Just in case, we should cut that. no, we're not getting it. I will uh, hear clear endorsement. Uh, Northern Michigan athletes are not paid in any way, shape, form, or fashion. There you go. Feeling better now? Oh uh, yeah. What would you need to say that for a little <laughs> Um But will? Yeah. Middle linebacker. That's like the leader of the defense, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a quarterback so why, in the defense. So why aren't they compensated as such? That's my question. I guess if you had no, if you had a take on it, right? Because yeah. that's obviously a really vital position. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what do you yeah,
4: think? I understand. Uh,
0: like getting to the quarterback is super important. But like if you don't have that, that strong center of the defense, what do you have? I don't know.
4: It's a good Who, question, man. It Who is knows? a good
0: question. That's why I'm posing it to
4: you. Yeah, I know.
1: Very valuable <laughs> know. position on defense. Very valuable. Yeah. They both are
0: easily.
4: What's the other one you said? So defensive end. We're, We're talking
1: about DN. DN getting Pass after the quarterback. Rusher, but then they can also make tackles on the run, but they you can. can also do that as well. You can yeah. you I mean, can fill the gap and then you can also drop back in coverage. Mm-hmm. So you're
4: saying linebackers aren't paid much.
1: I'm saying just like for the importance
0: of that middle linebacker position for a lot of teams, they're not compensated as much as like a defensive end, especially yeah. since defensive ends, a lot of them are so specialized now. You get guys who just come in on 3rd and long and get after Pretty a quarterback. Much. That's what's crazy to me. If you're good at one skill, like you're going to go make bank, and obviously you need to be physically yeah. gifted as hell.
1: Unlike a Brian Urlacher, yeah, my favorite, but uh, yeah, and then Bobby Wagner, all those guys, yeah, those yeah, are yeah. super talented guys that are game changers. Not yeah. saying that defensive ends aren't, because they mm-hmm. definitely are. Pass rushers are, an but amazing the middle coach. linebackers are in on every play. Exactly. That's what that's what my feelings are. I be versatile. I feel like that should be a huge thing. That definitely the quarterback of the defense. They call the, most of them call the plays. Do they not? They they. Pretty sure they're, they're the ones with the mics. Yeah, so I was just say you
0: get one headpiece yeah. on defense, and I know that usually go usually goes to the middle linebacker.
1: Pretty sure some get safety, but that's it. Yeah, like some of them are safeties. I mean,
0: you're the starter now, so are you getting the headpiece? Yeah, <laughs> I am not. When is this
4: coming? We don't have headpieces. Do no, we, we, we don't. Have I'm, no. I'm totally no. It's that a, no is it's that champion. at Division One though? Um, no, no, it's just
1: it is only professional. Yeah. I remember I asked my high school coach
0: you, if I could get a headpiece. <laughs> <You laughs> I thought that was imagine. like an actual thing. You imagine you're out there and you get a call from, you get a call from. I Niestrom. thought it was a the
4: thing they had at like power five programs. No I, no, I don't know. Cause they it's, think yeah, power they five programs, they, they, they have the, signs. they got
0: the signs yeah. that we've even seen like the last couple of years. It's they've gone so far as to like, they have the highlight color hats on, right? And they got like three or four guys. Yeah. Now they go to the point where they have black poster board behind those guys. To give their hands, like make sure their hands stand out and all that stuff. Uh-huh, yeah, it gets nuts. And then you see all this the boards, like with the the pictures and That's stuff.
1: That's what we're doing in Northern. We got the hand signals and all that kind of stuff. The hand signals, yeah.
0: But you see the boards really with like the that. most random pictures. Yeah, like emojis. It'll like, and- yeah, it'll be like a race car and yeah. then like Mike Wazowski, guy. and then yeah, like just the most obscure random stuff you could throw on a card. But they know what it means. Uh, I mean, all of it has a rhyme or reason. Yeah, which I think is hilarious. Could you imagine your job being sitting up there and just kind of figuring out what Mike Wazowski means on a little sideline board. Yeah. Monster, monster. Maybe they call their play monster. Monster. Inc. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> thought would be pretty Anchor. funny, but, um, back, back to JJ. I did want to say somebody really went as far as to create a fake JJ Watt account on uh Peloton and they listed some of the teams in the description. And like so many people and so many news outlets are picking up this story that he had to come out and tweet. Like, I don't even own a Peloton. Like I don't have a bike. So Stop. <laughs> He put, like, Green Bay, Buffalo, and Cleveland. Like, someone did that in his bio. I feel
1: like those weren't far off, though.
0: Oh, no. But then again, I mean, I'm listening to Pat McAfee's show today. Pat McAfee is the dude. But he was like, you know, you listen to all these teams, it just shows you, like, all that skepticism. is just bullshit.
1: Well, Whoever, he's only going to end up in one place. It's exactly.
0: Just... But I'm just saying, like, Arizona was nowhere in the conversation. For real. For ever. Real.
1: I, I never thought he was going to go. I so mean, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, know.
0: all of that stuff is just like, can you even really take all
1: that seriously?
4: No. Yeah, I don't know why you go to AZ. I that's, mean, it's
1: really, I'm I gonna, guess it's really s- there. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, being, being you, Packer better. fans, yeah, I, we were really pushing for that.
0: Now, it did feel like J.J. had a good bit of fun with this free agency, though, I felt yeah. like. He kind of played around with it. I know Tom Brady, he manipulated it way more so, and he was in and in that limbo for a lot longer. Yeah. Um, even with the commercials and stuff, like, I don't know where I'll go and all this. Yeah, he played no. everybody and really his brand, built his brand, though. You know what I mean? Um, but it was cool to see J.J. actually have a little bit of fun with that. And we were talking with Coach Garland about, like, players who have a little bit more pull in the NFL now. Like, have a little bit more pull and a little bit more say. I guess it's cool to see guys do that, mm. and like obviously it turned out well for him. The dude's getting paid for sure, insanely well compensated. So that'll be uh, that'll be pretty interesting. I still think obviously Arizona still has the worst chances to win that division next year. You think so? They do, like they actually like as far oh, as like the, the stats, stats, the stats, yeah. yeah. And I would say, um, I would say they do. Like I, I agree that they do. I'm trying to think with a health a team a 49ers team coming back healthy. Obviously the Rams and Seahawks are not going to take a step back. I don't,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess not, but given this, though, say Russell actually leaves. Russell. Then leaves. where do you put That's that? a different conversation. I think that puts them way behind. Yeah, I, w- I would agree, especially with the offensive line struggles that they've had, and that's been a, a big point of the frustration for Russ. I think that is huge. I mean, Russ just has Let that Russ ability dip. to run, throw on the run, all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's That would be a huge loss for them, and I think that would put them – you know, however many notches back, whether you're putting the Rams at one or the Seahawks at one, you know, I think that literally drops them to last. Wow. Now I will say we're going to talk and dive
0: into that a lot more, Mm -hmm. but first I did want to get to this conversation with Coach Strzelkowski from Concordia Ann Arbor. Joining us in today's episode is the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach at Concordia Ann Arbor coming off a huge win in week one of their spring season. It's Matt Strzelkowski. What's going on, coach?
2: Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me
0: on. Fantastic, appreciate you coming on, especially after a big win last week, Sienna Heights, huh?
2: Yeah, so good. We played uh, it was a nice team win.
0: Yeah, seriously, score ten to seven there. So I know, like, for a lot of people, that's uh, that's an interesting one. But I mean, you're a defensive coach, so like, you got to love that. I feel like.
2: Yeah,
5: you know, we've uh, definitely over the years I've been at Concordia, we've uh, we've had some crazy endings to games and. Our guys, as we talk about playing fourth quarters and no matter, uh, you know, if the offense is scoring a lot, if the defense is getting three and out, you know, we tell the defensive guys, like, you know, you signed up to play college football, to play defense, you get a chance yeah. to play more defense, like go on and get off the field.
0: Totally. And you guys were, you've been nationally ranked the last couple of years. I know last year up um, close to 12th, but for you guys to be playing against the level of competition you do each week, I mean, that defense is a huge part of it. What was the, uh, the scoring like in that game? When were those, when were those touchdowns from uh, either team? What was the pace of it?
5: So everything happened kind of in the first half. Um, You know, we had, uh, we got a, we had a three and out on offense, I believe. And then on defense on our first play, we had a a really awesome pick by our senior defensive end and then, uh
3: the,
0: D he end.
5: the field goal and yeah the dn he's a uh he's a super athletic guy to a hell yeah a senior for us he's been a huge player uh his whole career and um then uh we kind of exchanged uh we had a, a short punt and then uh, our quarterback hit a play action post shot uh which was great and then Santa responded uh
2: we uh They kind of
5: did a roll pass and hit a wheel route for a touchdown, and then it was just kind of a defensive slugfest from there.
0: Oh, yeah. Seriously. So you guys go up. You win by three there. I don't know if you know this. I would assume you remember it, but um, that was actually the same score from last year's game against those guys. Ten to seven, you guys got the dub.
5: Yeah, just a different finish. I think it's – Was it? I think we won't beat last year's finish for sure. We scored – we led for – Eleven seconds in that game. No right way. At the end, so
0: that was a. That is awesome. Yeah,
5: so that was a that was a barn burn. Oh yeah,
0: you're definitely not forgetting that one. Jeez. Um, I talked to one of my buddies who plays for Sienna. He's a younger, uh, underclass and wide receiver. He didn't see too many minutes, but um, he was talking about yeah. the rhythm of their offense and how it got totally just disrupted, especially in that second half. What did you guys do to really put them in those uncomfortable situations?
5: Yeah, you know, I mean, Sienna, they're they're. Phenomenal football team. they got a lot of talent on uh, both sides of the rosters. But for us, I really feel like on defense, you know, Coach Hsu, he is our head coach and also calls the defense as well. And he put guys in great positions all day long. And then uh, our guys just played fast with a lot of confidence. And uh, that's what we look for them to do. And the players uh, made big plays kind of all day long. And um, we just felt really good about our tackling at the end of the game as well because we know, when we play Santa Heights, it's going to be a physical game and uh, it's going to come down to blocking and tackling. And, uh, we tackled really well on Saturday, which definitely helped us.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now I want to say, um, how many practices did you guys have going into that? Because I know it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you guys got to squeeze the spring season and how many practices did you get before you actually had to go out there and, uh, strap it up.
5: Yeah, it was a, it was a few weeks we had practicing, um, okay. which was definitely good and, uh, Our guys definitely uh, have had a lot of time around each other with being around uh, each other, you know, for a full fall as well. And then kind of coming up and gearing towards the spring, And the guys were definitely really excited just to play games and kind of get back uh, used to that atmosphere. Of course. That was awesome for the guys. Yeah, that's great. They've been around each other for a while.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. And that's the thing that we're missing, man. I just that's the toughest part about this. Is like the locker room right now. You're really only supposed to grab your things and get out. There's no there's no mingling before or after practice, like being around the guys. That's the worst part I think that we're missing out on as freshmen. Um but it's it's good to see that uh you know you guys are getting around each other and that's that's huge for your camaraderie. I wanted to say uh you guys were so here's the numbers here. Twelfth last year, and then Siena was ranked not too far behind at 20th. So obviously this game was yep. huge heading into this thing. Now what was that like um, and I know your next two games, I had it down here somewhere, against Marion and St. Francis are both at home. And from what I know, these are two mm-hmm. typically powerhouse schools. Am I right in saying that?
2: Yeah, so they are two,
5: you know, through the best programs um, in the country. There you go. And
0: uh, they're well coached and have
5: a lot of good talent. And um, so it's kind of, you know, our whole conference, when you look at it as a whole, yeah. I mean, it's really strong teams. I think, uh, you know, five teams were ranked to start the season off Holy this year. Cow. So it's. It's top end talent, you know. Yeah. Every week you play, so it's definitely, uh, you know, it's awesome because the guys know they have to bring their A game every week. Uh, because you yeah. play your A game to win. So Seriously, It's a lot and of like, fun, but yeah, it's definitely.
0: Yeah, top uh, talent every week. Big. I mean, you got to start with the freaking gauntlet with these three schools, and not that obviously you're showing that you belong right up there with those guys, and you you took out Siena, and now you've got these two going on. What has been, you know, how has that changed your mindset heading into this thing? I know you got to get these guys ready to go. I'm sure you don't have to get them excited to play football by any means because they've been out of it for so long. (laughs) But what was that mindset heading into this thing? Like, guys, Like we got to come out. There's no coming out and kind of feeling the game out, see how they react. Like, got to come out and, you know, lay that first punch, make that first blow.
5: Yeah, you know, it was just, it was such a long build up to this game, you know, because there was a time where you thought you were still going to play in the fall. Yeah. Um, and then you weren't. And uh, I think our guys did a really good job because obviously, you know, the emotions were so high. Like, man, game day's finally here. And I, believe uh, it. I thought Coach Hsu really, like, had a great message before the team uh, went out and took the field of just, like, executing and doing your job. So I think it's a, it's a mixture of those things, like, really playing with a lot of emotion, but then also. Like, you're controlled to where, like, you're laser-focused on doing your job to the best of your ability and trusting the 10 other guys around you. And, um, you know, I joked with my safeties, you know, before. It was like it's like when you were playing NCAA as a little kid online, oh, yeah. you create your schedule and play all the, all the top-ranked teams right away. Like, that's how we were to set yeah. up. So
0: Yeah,
3: you just kind of skip awesome and auto-play the rest, situation. right? Exactly,
0: right? <laughs> and they're bringing that back, too. I was saying, I hope we can uh, we can get some type of customiz customization. Excuse me, I know those guys would eat that up and make up like the whole rosters and everything. Oh yeah, that would <laughs> probably take those guys like twenty four hours. I wouldn't even take it that long. But Zach, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, Coach, uh, I just had a question for you. We kind of just started getting into this with uh, our practices, kind of heading into maybe a couple scrimmages. So, just kind of how like how have your guys handled like the COVID testing, the regulations, coming back into like playing football? Uh, What has it been like for, like, the guys on the staff and uh, especially your team?
5: Yeah, I think it's just definitely, like, really having an open line of communication with the guys and just having, whether you're a coach, uh, a trainer, a manager, or a player, just being able to adapt to different things, like whether it was when, uh, you know, practice got moved or something like that or, you know, going in for testing, filling out different things to make sure we were following all the protocols, I just think uh, guys being able to adapt has been the biggest thing that's helped us and not being, you know, like, oh, you said this, like just being flexible with their schedules, I think has been, been the biggest help for us.
0: Totally. And we, I mean, we're used to now like getting schedules the night before, like that's just become normal here, which sucks because obviously like the plan ahead and now it starts to feel like we're getting into a bit of a routine here with all of our practices and meetings and things. So that's nice. Um, of course that gets disrupted and we have to take a couple steps back here the last week, but like, man, just being in a routine, like that's so big for these guys and these guys, a lot of them just need that structure, right. To continue and to be in school, to have practice. Exactly. So a lot of these guys really need that. And without that, you know, you don't know what some guys are doing. Obviously, you like the, you know, hold each other accountable. But back to you and going into your fourth year serving at that co-defensive coordinator spot, seventh as the safeties coach, but you also played defensive back for the Cardinals back where you were in school. I assume like, I mean, you got to be bleeding. You got to be bleeding red at this point. Like this school has got to mean a lot to you.
5: Oh, yeah, no. So I uh, I went to uh, – I've been around the program uh, since we first started. So my really? freshman year is when the program started. Holy cow, yes, so I did uh, not know that. We were not very – yeah, so so when I was a player, we were not very good. But uh, my senior year, is that's when Coach Hugh who's our head coach now, he came in. We had a coaching staff change. Okay. And Lonnie Priest, um, he was the head coach my senior year, and he was the school's athletic director and still is now. And. Uh, Got it they really changed the culture, uh, to get guys to buy in. And, um, you know, my senior year, we won our first game and then kind of those years after it was like one win, three, five, seven, nine. And then obviously we've been kind of floating around, you know, in between like eight, nine and 10 the past couple of years. So it's really just been, uh, you know, it's awesome. I love working with the coaches and, uh, the players that I'm with now. So it's been awesome to just kind of see the thing literally from the, the ground floor to where it is today is totally fun to be a part of
0: that's awesome so i know coming off of that i gotta ask like you gotta understand the growing pains of a program like a lawrence tech who just kind of came out of nowhere and now has uh, a program and they they're still working on a lot of things obviously they're still in the very early stages they just went through a head coaching change so they just add that to the turmoil there um i would assume you can easily relate to what they're going through in southfield
5: yeah no it definitely uh I can definitely relate to that. I've been through that, and um, you know, Coach Mitchell, uh, the coach at Lawrence Tech, he oh, yeah, was one of my coaches at Concordia. So was I'm he really? Well, he's a great guy. Uh, I love Coach Mitchell. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's an awesome guy, and uh, you know, I think the thing that I really realized, you know, kind of, you know, my senior year, and then um, you know, when Coach Priest and Coach were there is just like how having the culture and guys buy into that is so important, and um, you know, I think a lot of coaches like so all preach culture but it has to come from like a genuine spot where the guys really want to buy in and, Totally. Uh, that's where i think like coach shoes really done awesome with that cuz it's like the players will run through a wall for him and uh, you know the coaches will as well so he's uh, there you go. he's really built it the right way
0: i love to hear that that's awesome yeah i guess guys don't really typically think about that like you always hear the oh yeah like yeah. our our guys will run through a wall for their coach but like what about the guys he works with like that's just as important if yeah. not more important that you have that that cohesion in the staff
5: Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's a it's an awesome place to go to work every day.
0: I totally believe it. Um, Coach Mitchell was great. He recruited me out of high school. I took an official there uh, later on. It just ended up not working out just because of kind of like what I wanted to go into major wise. But um, I'm really excited to see Uh what he does there. He made a couple staff changes, and it sounds like they've got some young talent there. Just you know, it's just going to be a matter of putting the pieces together and getting a little bit of a a structure underneath them. But um, you know, you went through the whole process. Like I said, what was the biggest challenge of literally not having a football program one year to jumping into this thing against some great competition
5: yeah I think you know when when I was a player I think you know when I first started there you know we didn't have the, the stadium we have now we were playing at a high school and oh um, man we just really couldn't yeah we just really couldn't get retention yeah. um, of guys you know from my freshman year I get that um, we lost quite a few guys but um you know I feel like Plus, you really get it established and get guys to stick around. And um, that's where it's like we're able to, you know, the guys we recruit, they stay at Concordia and they graduate. And um, that's been kind of, I feel like, the biggest thing is getting guys to buy in and and wanting to be at Concordia. Um, That's been the the biggest thing that we've been able to kind of build this program on.
1: So good to hear. Yeah, so, Coach, uh, in your conference, who would you guys say are your rivals?
5: You know, I think it's definitely, you know, Santa Heights is our rival just because we there both started around the same time. So we play every year. So, um, close games, too. Yeah. 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 Really close, hard fought games. And, um, we're both really physical football teams. And, um, you know, really everybody, you know, we play is, is such a hard fought game and so close. Like when you look at our schedule, like games are hard fought. You mm-hmm. got to play four quarters. So, so every game is definitely a tough one.
0: No, I believe that for sure. And especially with Sienna, I know that emotional game you talked about from last year, like I can only imagine that just added fuel to that whole thing. So I'm excited to see where that kind of goes moving forward. But I think it's funny that you mentioned like you guys have very similar styles and similar ways of playing. I think that is what breeds a lot of great rivalries are the teams that play very similarly. So then it really boils down to people always say like, oh, it's a rivalry game. Like the, the records before this don't matter. And like, why is that? Because they play very similar football. So like whoever comes out and is tougher mentally and physically on that day, that's usually the people who end up getting the W.
1: And consistently close. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's That's the best. Yeah, it definitely is. That's the best thing.
5: And, I mean, really, you know, when you look at it, with just how many college football programs that are in Michigan, it's like you really recruit a lot of the same guys, and whether they go to, you know, Concordia, Santa Heights, like. Totally. You know, you kind of all those guys know each other, so it definitely, like. You know, players knowing each other definitely adds to it as well. That's yeah.
0: very true. I'd imagine, you know, you're not going to uh, California or, like, Arizona very often to go pick up kids. Like, there's a lot of local talent that um, you're selecting from that pool. But in the WAC, which you were talking about earlier, your conference, one of the best NAI conferences. And I you know you said there were about five teams ranked uh, heading into this year? Yeah. Yeah, so how many guys yep. or how many teams, I should say, do you usually have uh, making it into the playoffs?
5: So there there's 16 teams that make the playoffs. So there's 12 conferences. And, oh, shoot. So um, it's really tight. Rules. Yeah. So um, they have some at-large bids. Um, and, you know, there's different formulas they use. But yeah. basically the past three seasons, we've been an at-large bid. Um, so three years ago when we first made it, we went down to uh, Reinhardt University in Georgia okay, um, and played that playoff game there, and we lost. Um, huh. But then in 2018 – we actually, for uh, another at-large, been drew Reinhardt again down in Georgia. So we went down there and beat him. There you go. And uh, then we went out to Kansas. Um, and then this past year, uh, we were at-large and lost out in Iowa uh, to Grandview.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't really know how that, that worked. So it's a 16-team pool, and then it's just uh, there, there aren't any buys or anything like that, I assume?
5: Yeah, no buys. A lot of it's done, uh, like, they seated as well, but some of it's done just by, uh, you know, location as well, just for the matchups. Interesting. Um, with teams traveling that. But they definitely, uh, they seed it as well um, just for, like, the conference champs um, go get the home game.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, but that's, I mean, that's really all I've got for you today. I really appreciate it. Um, I did want to touch on, before we let you go, because we're going to talk about this um, a little bit after this conversation, Russell Wilson been in Seattle. He's been in Seattle for how
1: many years now? I don't know. I don't even know know. how many years, but he's, but that's like, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: That's like the identity of Seattle. And even though he just signed, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but he just signed another four year extension back in 2019, I believe. But now, you know, you look on Twitter, you look on Instagram, whatever, and you've got a list of teams that he'd be okay with leaving to like, what could you imagine being a coach or an owner in that situation? And your franchise quarterback is just like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I want to go or not, but if you're going to get rid of me at least send me to one of these spots?
5: Yeah, it's it's crazy. And definitely, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Russell Wilson or, you know, Deshaun Watson as yeah. well, it just shows how much power the players have, um, which I definitely, you know, I definitely like that those guys, you know, have some control on it with their contract. And uh, it's definitely like, you know, you really have to build and build a team around them because um, I think uh, it's definitely, you know, there's a lot of teams that, can put a great plan in place for superior talent like Russell Wolf. Yeah,
0: totally. And I think, like you, you touched on it perfectly, the base size I wanted to hit was that power of the player. And I think that's a trend that we've seen turn or change just very recently. The NBA has a super strong players association. The NFL, the NFL PA has kind of lagged behind a little bit in some of those aspects. You see these NBA, they make the super teams, whatever. That's not because of the agents, that's because of the guys. And they want to go play with the top talent, they demand it and they get what they want. So the NFL, for them to start introducing that, that ownership of the NFL has had this, like, iron grip on the contracts of so many guys for a long time, and I think we're definitely starting to see that change a bit.
5: Yeah, it's definitely crazy, because I remember, you know, when it was, like, the heat first formed, and that was crazy, and I'm a I'm a diehard Pistons fan, so the okay. Super teams have definitely hurt yeah. from, you know, when they were making a run in 05, but it's definitely, I think the NFL will shift towards that, because, you can see that with, you know, even guys under contract now have control where you should just be free agents. Right. Um, you know, so it, I think it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how the NFL landscape changes and that, you know, stars aren't going to just play with one team their whole career, like, just like JJ Watt, you know, just going to the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, totally, and that's something we talked about earlier. Um, but that was just obviously an insane move, and I just—I think you're right. We're going to see more and more of it, even if guys are in contracts. Like Wilson has a no-trade clause on his contract, all of this stuff, and he's still entertaining this idea. So the business is changing, and I will say I'm here for it. It's going to be—it's going to be awesome to uh, to see how all that stuff yeah, I like it too. unfolds uh, this next season. But coach, I can't thank you enough. Really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you, coach.
5: Awesome. Yeah, I thank for having me on,
0: guys. All right, have a good one, coach. I'll talk to you. Great conversation with Coach Stras. Really good to have him on. We were supposed to have him on last week, but some things came up. So I'm glad that we could uh, finally make that work. Seemed like he had uh, a lot of good things to say. That big win over Siena Heights was huge for them. Rivalry win,
1: apparently. Rival didn't I th- realize that was a rivalry. I to be honest. I think yeah. I di- I didn't really. Then know again, that we're not really plugged r- into like you know the NAI scene as well. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, I think that is huge. A rivalry game that is consistently close. Yeah. Like, First you think game about, like, of a year too. Yeah. Like that. think nuts. About, like, U of M and Ohio State, they say, oh, yeah, this is a rivalry. I don't yeah. think it is. Yeah. That is that is pretty nice. I feel like, if anything, I feel like MSU then, and U of M. But then you M could M turn around and rivalry. be like
0: us and Michigan Tech 10 years in a row. It's always close, though. It is always close. So, But then you could say, let just look at the records. And so I don't know. That's, what don't the matter argument, though. that's where the argument kind of gets away. We'll, we'll get them. We'll get them here um, soon. But um, before we got talking to Coach Straz, excuse me, we were talking about Russ let Russ cook, right? Russ may not be cooking in Seattle anymore. He might be out of the kitchen there, right? And you said, you're the bold take, that if Russ does leave, Seattle goes from potentially a one or at bare
1: minimum two all the way down to the bottom of that division. I believe 100%. Yeah. Unless they get a veteran quarterback to replace him, they are dropping. Fitz Magic. If Fitz Magic does what he does, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be. And if he stays there, and finish his career there. I would love out. I would love to see that. I would He's love a to see wayward for journeyman quarterback. But that's about it. Will, I feel like you're a
0: big Fitzmagic guy. No. What? Not a big Fitzmagic guy? No. Excuse me?
4: You don't got too much magic.
0: Damn. Wow. Yeah, you know what? Not, not in him. It's not Will. Him. it's not in him. Have no. you seen the beard? It looks spotty, as good as ever. I mean, Can you say it's at least spotty? He has shown it. He, he got,
4: got replaced it. by Tua, so.
0: He did not get replaced by Tua. No, he, he did, not. did. not. That was a dumb That was a dumb decision. Ownership Through Tua. I swear I saw
4: like a documentary about that or something. He was all pissed off because Tua.
0: He was definitely upset, but he didn't he didn't voice it too much. I felt like because he had to just be like that older mentor. Yeah, but for a reason though, he was playing at a high level, and there was no reason for him that it was it was a weird situation that uh, Miami went through. And I don't know if you saw like there were certain games where Tua would be in in like the third quarter, and they would just yank him. And their head coach even said like if we need to use Tua as like the starter and bring in Fitzpatrick as the reliever, that's fine. How can you run a – two quarterback systems like that do not work. The no, Bears they showed not. us that. They
1: do, well, the Bears showed us that. I'm going to be honest. The Bears did not do that bad this year. Yeah. As, as, at least as bad as I thought they were going to And they beat the Lions. People said – people. oh, they should oh, not they have beat the Lions. Lions. First of all, we, yeah. we, we watched ah. that game together, DeAndre, uh, De'Andre
0: Swift. No, butterfingers. Don't uh, don't blame that on him. That the whole game is on. Okay, him. you. The whole game is on him, <laughs> and he knows it too. No, um, no. but people said that the Pittsburgh Steelers had the most faulty like undefeated record. Weren't the Bears like eight and
1: Yeah, they went like they went far. With How you look at that team?
0: There's no way they deserve to be eight. They beat
1: the Bucks. Yeah, they beat the Super Bowl champs.
0: Isn't that like I just don't understand that? And they were they had a good team. They had like solid pieces at a lot of good key positions they did not i don't understand how they had even close to the consistency to be undefeated
1: almost ha- like halfway through the season i don't know i mean that was to me it was kind of a shocker kind i know of? peak was a big fan peak, peak was, was living a it huge up huge up fan he until was until they living that they up.
0: finally lived up to expectations and just dropped off the map
4: yeah they suck
0: they still went to this, they
1: they still made it to the playoffs past the lions but and got routed by yeah. the saints okay but it's the saints yeah yeah but then the Saints. Saints got, Saints got routed. Saints got routed. Packers didn't get routed. And I'm Packers did not get
0: routed. About That's very true. But let's go back to we Russ. Didn't watch that together. Let's go back to Russ, what the QB. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, we, we, we were there for that. Oh, um, I was angry. Would you watch that? We were down. Uh, we, were, we, were we were down in the, in the hall, hall down there. there yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't I think you were that, there for that. No. Zach was Zach uh, was feisty. That I was.
1: Yeah, I was feeling it. Yeah.
0: No,
4: I was. I think I was there.
0: You Whatever, it doesn't matter. But Russ, the QB has not demanded a trade from the current team, the Seahawks. Some of the teams he did say he'd like to be a part of, should he be traded, Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Very interesting.
4: Yeah, why do you want to go to the Cowboys?
0: And I don't know because yeah. they just have not been seen anything. Promise in that I feel, organization. Well, and Dak yeah. Still can't get a deal done there. Imagine. Dak still can't get
1: a deal a deal done there. But <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> As a tongue twister, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but Dak still can't get a deal done. But he honestly, I feel like he's proven himself. You know, judging on what happens after that gruesome injury, mm-hmm. if he comes back and plays at the same level, I think he's a franchise quarterback. But yeah, oh, I 100 agree. And I,
0: we saw like even after he was injured. I don't know if you knew this. You probably didn't. Even after he was injured, he still led the league in passing for, like, multiple weeks.
1: Two or three. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Dudes are going out and putting up, like, video game numbers, and we just forget that Dak was dominant. He was going insane. It's just recency And bias. his
1: team was still losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His team was still getting dominated, and Dude. he was putting up stupid Can numbers. Can we put
0: some good athletes? Why are, we, why are all the good players going to the NFC West? Can we get some athletes in the NFC East, please? Holy crap.
1: That is the worst. Oh, wow.
0: Dude, Holy and f- it's the problem is now it's just such a talking point for a lot of shows because, like, they just want to talk about it, and it gives them some material. Oh, yeah. I just can't stand it, man. It's talking about crap football. Um, but for Russ, a lot of the frustration comes from his lack of involvement in the decision-making process for the team. Apparently, their lack of effort to solidify the offensive line in Seattle, um, like we were saying, it's somewhat similar to to Deshaun, but there also has a lot of differences in the situation as far as where their franchises are at. Um, At least Russell isn't being blatantly ignored by his ownership and just like, you know basically neglected. So get Deshaun out of Houston. I cannot believe it. Um, And supposedly these frustrations have been brewing for a while. The story that's kind of resurfaced here, the headline everywhere, is that last year Russ actually stormed out of a meeting and was super pissed with the coaches. And I guess they resolved it or something. But he brought all this stuff up last year. And I guess that might have just been thrown under the rug for some reason. I didn't hear about it, so probably. It's pretty easy to throw that stuff under the rug when you're having success, though. Oh, yeah. Right? All of a sudden you lose to your division rival in the playoffs – these things start to resurface. Yeah. Right? So when you're losing, that light gets shined on you a lot more, which is interesting. Now, I do want to talk about his contract. Wilson still has a no-trade clause in his contract. That would have to be waived in order for him to get a deal done. And if you were traded before June 1st, it would be a $39 million cap hit in dead space for Seattle. So apparently he signed... A, uh, a four-year extension in 2019 that was worth $140 million. So I'd say it's safe to say that they're going to address these issues and get Russ back to Seattle because trying to hand that deal off to somebody else or get him his money and taking that cap hit if you get traded before June 1st. like You never know how desperate a team is, though. Very true, but $40 million in cap for a team that wants to compete right now, that's unacceptable because you have to fill that
1: void. You never know.
0: I just can't see it happening. I really did not see it
1: happening. I I, I think he stays in Seattle, but you never know. You never know. At this point, you never know. So is Pete Carroll the problem here? That's what a lot of the skepticism is going on. I don't think it is because I feel like him and Russ have had such a, like I thought. But then again, but a lot of things changed. Will Rogers and McCarthy. You would have thought you would have thought that they had a pretty solidified and he wanted McCarthy out. Yeah. So after they had already won a Super Bowl together. Then again, Russ is in the same situation. He won a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll. I don't know.
0: That is interesting. Now McCarthy's McCarthy's head coach for the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. So Russ maybe a little maybe go and be with McCarthy. What do you think about that. I don't see that
4: happen. Uh, I mean What? I guess what? I forgot. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to to the Cowboys still.
0: I still don't understand it. Yeah, I agree. For a team that finished were they second to last in the East? Because it was the Redskins and the Giants that were vying for a like a playoff spot, right? Or oh. Redskins, excuse me. I still can't excuse believe the Washington even football team. Yeah, That's Washington on me. Yeah. That's on me. Hey, yeah, um, you can't be saying that. I can't be saying that type of slanderous talk on here. I cut that out. Um, but uh, the Cowboys. I don't understand why you would go to an, an organization or a franchise like that. Their ownership has been so resistant to change, which has been really interesting. Um, but I don't know. Is he staying in Seattle? What's the, what's the motive? No, nah, I just can't tell you. I don't know. You can't tell me? No. You're holding information? No. You're withholding information? Dude, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> if I put a gun to your head right now and I asked if Russell Wilson is going to play for the Seahawks next year. It's a
4: gamble, dude. I don't know. Well,
0: you better gamble because I got a gun to your head. Yeah. It's a yes or no. Flip a coin or something.
4: You got a coin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got a coin right there. Underneath those papers.
4: He's staying. He's staying.
0: He's staying? You yeah. know you got to flip the coin? stand no, All right, he's good. Staying. He's confident. I agree. I agree. Zach I agree. says you never know, but he's going with agree. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Um, college football. We got one major story here before we wrap things up. North Dakota State loses to break their 39-game winning streak. It must be nice to win 39 games in a row. I've never dealt nice. with anything like that. And nobody, almost nobody has ever dealt with anything like that because this team has won eight of the last nine FCS championships, and they're in the middle of the longest winning streak in FCS history. So I would go to bet that a lot of people have not dealt with anything like that before. Right? So, I mean. I, yeah, exactly. Um, They're off to a rough start, though, without their star quarterback, Trey Lance. Uh, transfer quarterback, Quincy Patterson from Virginia Tech, he was the backup there. He cannot play this semester due to uh, like the transfer portal rules or whatever.
1: That would have been huge.
0: Right? To immediately replace that spot. So I know they've got some underclassmen that's playing right now. I forget the name off the top of my head. And obviously they've endorsed him and they're confident in him, but it's just not the same. Trey Lance is going to be a t- first-round draft pick, like, locked up, mm-hmm. right? Like, first-ten, top-ten draft pick. Um, Carolina. And the drop-off, yeah, that's what they're saying. And the drop-off from that to some underclassmen that doesn't really have a lot of experience, I feel like you just had to expect that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, NDSU had a really talented team all around. They still the do. and they're, it It's not like they're
0: out of anything. They have oh, one no. loss.
1: Like, they'll be, I'm sure they're still going to be competing
0: for something at the end of the year. But, We'll just see how they have to figure it out. Now yeah. they lost to Southern Illinois. Yeah, aren't they pretty bad? Pretty crazy. I don't. I don't know. I haven't really looked at their record. I actually do want to pull it up here. But um, like when you think of teams that could have possibly beat them, there's a lot of really good teams in their league. We had uh, we've had multiple guests on from uh, Northern Iowa, and like that's a solid team. You got South Dakota State. South Dakota um, State lost to North Dakota. That was a big game. They did. They did.
4: Yeah, I was just gonna say I thought North Dakota is doing pretty good.
0: North Dakota, yeah, no. North North Dakota's Dakota's got a solid team, typically too. They just
4: joined the conference, didn't they?
0: Did they? They weren't even last year. Yeah. Um. So North Dakota actually beat. Are they? Yeah, they were. North Dakota beat Southern Illinois week one, forty-four to twenty-one, and then Southern Illinois, excuse me, turns around and beats North Dakota State week two.
1: That's crazy. So Um, does North Dakota finally take down North Dakota State? I think so. You think this is the year? Maybe. It'd be pretty nuts, wouldn't it?
4: Do they usually play? I don't think they usually play. Do they? I don't
1: think they normally did until the playoffs. But yeah, I don't. I don't
0: think they're in the same league. But again, I could be wrong. But now they're um, in the same conference. So I don't know. Yeah, but South Southern Illinois sits at one and one right now. I don't typically think that they're a team that's going to be competing for a lot of uh, um, you know like playoff contention or anything like that, right? Southern Illinois. I don't. I mean, you no, know any guys? You know really any guys playing there? No. I don't really think so. So. That'll be interesting to see. Um, but back to NDSU, they were down 17 to nothing first half. They had a Hail Mary going into halftime to score. Um, and that could have been like the momentum change that they needed. But basically, I just wanted to you know point that out because that's how one sided that game was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the Southern Illinois is absolutely dominating them. How do you bounce back from that like 17 to nothing? And then obviously the final score was 38 to 14. So they got destroyed in the second half too. That's just got to be a morale killer. You know what I mean? How do you how do you bounce back from something like that? I don't know. You don't. You don't? <laughs> you don't. You just don't? Even if you're NDSU? Yeah. You're going to have a losing year. <laughs> so their head coach at Southern Illinois is Nick Hill. He's in his third season. His record is 10-23. and 23. I was trying to look that up. Yeah. So they're not a team that should by any means beat North Dakota State, which is very interesting to me. Um, but – the Bison, they continued to be dominated in the second half, like I said. They only scored one more touchdown. That was late in the fourth quarter, so that was like a pity touchdown. That wasn't really you know, a game-changer yeah. or anything. That was late in the fourth. It was 38-7. to They make it 38-14, make it a little bit more interesting. What's pretty interesting, too, is that Matt Entz, who's the head coach for NDSU, that was his first career loss in his uh, third year, hmm. second or third year. Um, but imagine that. You come in and inherit this program, and then it's just, taking W's like left and right. Yeah. Not to say that he's not qualified as a coach. I'm sure he's an absolutely great coach because they haven't dropped off since then. Yeah. You can, that can only be expected when you lose a quarterback like that. But for NDSU, man, that sucks. That really sucks. I should ask, you know, who I should get on here is Nystrom and have him talk about that.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, From he'd being probably, there. Yeah. he probably know. Talk he'd about, know. yeah.
0: So I, I, that'd be actually a good one. Maybe I can, I can swing that here in the next couple of weeks. That'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Well have, we'll have you back for that one, huh? Let's let's have <laughs> nice room sit. Maybe and we'll see. we we'll get yeah, we'll get nice room out here, in the couch, right here have, on, on the couch. Right here, I don't know if are I'm no, not planning not. on getting him on the couch, no. We'll have him call in. Yeah. That'd be fun though. Get him on the couch. <laughs> He'll call in from the war room. He will, yeah. dude. I could like, take the take the studio to him. I feel like he'd be nice to, Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Throw it up in the the coach's office yeah. back there and just hang out with nice. Why not? Coach Nice. Get a couple coaches on. Yeah, well I'm gonna we're gonna get Coach Mitchell on I've already had, you've already, I've already had, uh, I've already already had JT. JT on. Yeah, sorry. Um and we're gonna get Mitchell on and talk to him about it, so that'd be interesting. Um but yeah, that's all we've got for today, fellas. I think so. Appreciate you guys coming on. You got yeah. anything? Got anything for the listeners? Well, oh yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Hey, appreciate
4: that. First man. one, probably my last one, but <laughs> hey,
0: you're welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, you're just here to
4: keep us company. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: I know that was, was kind was of a, a power time. move. That was a it was comeback. Good time. Good was time. it? You enjoy yourself?
4: Uh, I don't know if I did. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Ouch. I enjoyed listening, not really speaking, you know? Hey, that's okay. That
0: we all have our roles. Yeah. yeah. We, we all do it. our part. Oh, yeah. you have any pieces of advice for the audience?
1: I do not, no. Nothing? Nothing. He's not very that's insightful. That's kind of a spot. Do you have any advice? I always have advice. This isn't like my what? podcast, man. What is it? What is your advice? My advice? Yes.
0: Uh, now you really put me on the spot. <laughs> what? Oh, well, I'm not the insightful one. That's Will. He's had all this time to think. I've been talking. So, but what is your advice, though? Be consistent. Okay. In everything you do. No,
1: Will definitely has advice. He definitely you have, has to have advice. You think I have
4: advice? Like <laughs> advice about what?
1: Whatever you want. You've man. heard something. You've heard. Whatever you want. Whatever you can think of, whatever quote. I mean, I don't know
4: who I'm giving this quote to. I mean, the audience. The it could audience, be, man. It could David be Goggins. Yeah. Thinking of something from David, David Goggins, Who's going to row the
1: boats? Who is going
4: to? Whoever wants to can row Dude, man. that's no, it, man. Who
1: is going to gonna carry? There's your piece. Just, just the stay boats. Hard. There's stay your piece. There hard. we go. Yeah. Leave, it we'll yeah. leave it on that. Stay Division hard. Leave it on that. Division 1
0: Rejects. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out at Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects and Instagram at Division 1 Rejects. Also, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Find us there. Thank you.